Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone. So glad you're here. You know, October is our Prosperity Month, and we're using Catherine Ponder's book, The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. She's delineated 10, well, she calls them prosperity laws. What I know, of course, is they're just elements of the divine creative process, how how our thoughts become things. But she's really outlining some very specific ways that we can usher in more more monetary security, more happiness, more joy, more love, anything that we want expanded in our lives. You'll remember last week we talked about her primary law, her main law of prosperity, and that was a simple one. What we radiate out gets multiplied and then is attracted back to us. And, and of course, what she means by radiated out is the vibe that we're sending out, what we either think or what we say or what we do. When we put that out into the world, it's God's good pleasure just to make it bigger, and, and then it's attracted back to us. Now, you noticed last week, uh, some of you commented that there's a little hiccup in this plan, and that's, of course, that if we radiate out things that we don't want, those also get magnified and sadly are also returned to us. And so part of this law of prosperity is that we have to do some editing. We have to be a little bit careful what we're radiating out. If we want love, we need to be radiating out love. If we want financial security, we need to be able to radiate out the the beginnings of that financial security. We briefly talked about the idea of tithing as one way that you can radiate out the abundance that you wish to have multiplied and then have that returned to you. Again, though, just keep in mind that so often we radiate out what we don't want rather than what we do want. And so today, I'm going to talk about this idea of clarity. I'm going to talk about this idea that we do actually have to know in some detail in our thoughts, our words, our feelings, and our our sense of being alive of what we do want. We can't just leave that up to the, the least common denominator out in the world. Today we're going to focus on one aspect of the basic law of prosperity, and Catherine Ponder calls this adjunct to it the creative law of prosperity. And in it, we're going to use our imagination, we're going to use our creative force, we're going to use those creative ideas and imaginations and visualizations that can come to us as part of the way that we attract back to us that which we want to receive. The founder of Science of Mind, Ernest Holmes, called this the idea of making a mental equivalent. We're going to have an equivalent in our mind of what it is we want to experience in the world. But you know, I want to make a a counter-suggestion to you, because I find so very often that what is on people's minds, what people are talking about, and even their actions in the world, are actually the opposite of what they want. 
So often I have found people have some great clarity about what they don't want. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They'll be so very clear about what's wrong with their job. They'll be so very clear about what's wrong with the relationship that they're in, about what they don't like about their houses or, or their family or their neighborhood. They'll be so very clear about the bills coming in and worried about where the money is going to come to pay for them. They really are focused on the the poverty in the world and and of course i'm talking about money but it could easily be focusing in on bad health outcomes or it could be focusing in on love lives that are not going well or work lives and so although this month we're we're focusing a bit on the financial aspect it really applies to so much of our lives and so my question to you specifically is do you know what you want? Do you know what you want to experience in life? Do you know with some clarity how you would like your life to unfold? Or are you focused more on what you don't want? So that's really the issue, isn't it? If the initial law of prosperity is that what we radiate out is going to be magnified and come back to us, are we radiating out everything that we're dissatisfied with, everything that's a problem? Well, today, I'm going to help us to switch over a bit, and we're going to do something that's a little bit fun, I hope. We're going to use our imagination, and we're going to use our creative uh, abilities to set a better idea of what we do want. And Catherine Ponder has a couple of very excellent ways of using your imagination. One is through your writing. Have you ever thought about just taking a piece of paper and writing down exactly how you'd like your life to go? You could almost think of uh, writing the, the positive novel of how, uh, of how Reverend Larry ends up, right? It's like picture yourself moving forward in life, and if you were to write it out longhand, what would the next chapter be like? What would success be like for you? What would love be like for you? What would financial freedom be like for you? You ask the questions and then just write it down. I know some of us aren't great prose writers. I, I, I get that. It's fine just even to make bullet points because what you're doing is clarifying in your own mind what you do want rather than what you don't want. So if you want to concentrate on health, you might write down all the things that a healthy person would like to do coming up. You know, I, I picture myself hiking. I picture myself having the energy to paint the house. I see myself in five years' time practicing to be a dragon boat rower or what, whatever it is, right? We're going to take a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen and just write down all the things that we would like to achieve, and it comes from that pure place of imagination. What would you like to do? What can you imagine yourself doing if you were healthier or more wealthy or had more energy or was going back to school or, or you name it, whatever expansion you would like. Remember, this law is going to magnify what you put out and then attract it back to you. 
So what is that vision? What is that idea that you'd like to put out there to be magnified? And just go crazy. And don't even think too much about it, at least initially. Just write down all the things you'd like to do, all the things you'd like to achieve, all the feelings you'd like to have, whether it's an expanded love life, an expanded work life, an expanded social life, expanse in your finances, it really doesn't matter because this law will work for any and everything. So that's the idea of writing it down. And then when you have it written down, even if it's just a series of bullets, what you're doing, of course, is you're creating that mental equivalent. You're creating that a vision of where you would like to be and, and how you would like to be. And you're radiating it out. And I would recommend just every so often, certainly at least once a week, go over your list, go over what you'd written down to, to bring that alive into your thoughts again. And even perhaps start thinking about it, talking about it, and taking small steps to act upon it, right? We learned last week those are the three ways that we radiate out. We radiate out through our thoughts, through what we say, and of course the actions we take in the world. So as you look over your written description of how you'd like to live your life moving forward, begin thinking about it, begin speaking about it, and begin taking at least steps in the direction of it in the world. This is how we radiate out, and this is how we give clues to spirit on what we want to have magnified in our life. Well, I do have another idea. In fact, Catherine Ponder spends a whole chapter talking about it, and so it's probably time for my joke to illustrate it. So a kindergarten teacher was showing her class an encyclopedia full of pictures of national flags. Eventually, she pointed to the American flag and asked, what flag is this? Well, a young boy called out, that's our flag. Very good, said the teacher. And what's the name of our country? Well, these were very young children, and honestly, they were stumped for a minute. So the teacher had an idea. Close your eyes, she said. We're going to use the power of visualization. Picture in your mind the flag that we just saw in the book. Can you see it? Can you see the stars and the stripes? The children nodded and made affirmative noises. Okay, now what things do you visualize around the flag of our country? Do any thoughts or words come to you when you think of our country? "'Tis of thee!' shouted out a girl with some confidence. So, of course, today, right, we're going to talk about visualization. It's another wonderful way of creating that, uh, that mental equivalent of what you want to have in your lives. So, there are a couple ways that she suggests in the book, and I think they're both wonderful. One is to do what she calls a storyboard, or something that we've often done here at the Center for Spiritual Living. I call it treasure mapping, but uh, however you want to think about it, it's creating a collage of how you see yourself in the future. And again, you can make this collage based on a theme. It could be a collage based on uh, having a healthy life. It could be based on improved finances. It could be a collage based on uh, better living situations or your work life. So you get to choose the subject, but then it's just a matter of either drawing or cutting out pictures, doing a visual representation of exactly how your life 
ought to be in the future. It's really putting your desires in a picture form on a collage. And then what I recommend doing is, again, we're creating that mental equivalent. And so you want to take a peek at it now and then, right? You don't need to fuss with it. You don't need to change it. But you want to keep alive that vision of the future, that mental equivalent. And so often when I do my uh, treasure maps, I call them, I have them posted around either the office or at home. And when I'm passing by, I look at it and I call up that sense of, having that vision of the future, of really embodying that life that I desire. And what I've noticed is sometimes it starts coming true without me even realizing it. I'll start noticing things from the corner of my eyes that sort of match that picture and I'll be gravitated to them. I'll start making choices that bring me closer to that vision of the future. I'll start noticing that it's literally coming true in my own life, and all I have to do is meet it halfway. All I have to do is take steps in the direction of it. It's as though Spirit goes, that's the vision He wants. Let's make it available. If He's willing to walk into this vision of the future, here it is. I've had great success with that ability of building a mental equivalent through the visual means. And of course, I am of an artistic bent, so it makes sense. Some of us may gravitate more towards writing. Some of us may gravitate more towards the visual arts, and they both work equally well. So choose what might work for you and give it a try. The third form of imagining or visualization that she talks about in the book is a very simple one that you can do without any materials at all. You can do it right in the comfort of your own chair. Well, really, in the comfort of your own head. (laughs) You don't even need to be in a chair. And I'd like to guide you through it. It's simply the idea of building a mental equivalent in your own mind. So if you're willing, just close your eyes for a moment and I'll lead you through this. Just sit comfortably. It does work better with your eyes closed. And take a few deep breaths to center yourself. As you breathe in, imagine that you're breathing in the creativity of spirit itself. All the great ideas. All the great visions of the future. It is the creativity of spirit itself. And when you breathe in, You're breathing in that creativity. When you breathe out, just breathe out any doubts and fears. It's only natural that maybe we've blocked up our good by by fears of not enough or lack. Just breathe that out. So breathe in creativity and breathe out our doubts and fears. Breathe in creativity and breathe out any doubts and fears. Breathe in our creativity. Just release our doubts and fears. Today we're going to use our imagination to create a mental picture, a a mental equivalent of a better, richer life. I invite you to think of any area in your life that you would like to see expanded or made more abundant. It might be your health. It might be your bank account. 
It might be your love life or your work life. It might be something material that you've always wanted or, or an experience that you've always wanted to have. Could be the spiritual riches that you'd like to see increased in your life. All of these are possibilities in the mind of God. Anything that ever has been created, anything that ever will be created, possible in the mind of spirit. You have that ability to expand your existing life in any area made possible through the co-creative power of spirit. Now that you've selected an area for expansion in your life, that area that you'd like to see more abundance, more health, more joy, or more peace, I'd like you to picture yourself having it. In your mind's eye, picture yourself right in the middle of this enhanced and expanded life. Your life is now going exactly as you would choose it. And that desire for more abundance or expansion is yours. What would it look like? How would you look in it? Where would you be? And what would be going on? What are the elements of this expanded abundance? Who would be with you, if anyone? In your mind's eye, look around your enhanced world. Notice all the little details of this improved life. Notice everything going on now that you have this increased or expanded sense of life. Really sense the ways in which your life would be improved or enhanced. And now I'd like you for just a moment to concentrate on your feelings. How does it feel to be a richer, healthier, or more abundant person? What does this actually feel like? Do you feel more free? Do you feel more alive? Do you feel more safe or secure? What feelings go with this newfound sense of abundance and expansion? It may be a feeling that you're unfamiliar with. Just allow yourself to feel those feelings of having this expanded life. Well, I invite you to take one last look just notice your thoughts and feelings as they pertain to this visualization. And know that you can return here whenever you want. You can revive this mental equivalent in your mind. And know that spirit will now take this mental equivalent as a mold to be filled. This is your radiation for your upcoming life. And it is God's good pleasure to magnify it, to enhance it, and return it to you. Your job is now simple. 
It's to be willing to accept this new good as it comes to you. You can open your eyes now. This is something you can do anytime you have a few spare minutes. If you're waiting in someone's office, if you have a, a spiritual practice that you normally do during the day, just any time when you have five or ten minutes, revive your mental equivalent, that expanded life that you wish to experience. Every time you do that, you're simply inviting God through your emanation, through what you've put out there, through that radiation of the life that you wish to have, God is reminded, oh, that's it. That's what she desires. That's what he is planning on having. And then God magnifies that and begins to set it up in such a way that you can accept it. You can walk into it, you can claim it, and it is yours. Well, let me summarize today. Today we've been using the powerful law of prosperity that we learned about last week. We learned that if we want God's good blessing, we have to know what it is. We have to focus on what we want rather than focusing on what we don't want. And to do that, we have to have some clarity around what our expanded life would be like. If I had the abundant life, how would it feel? How would it look? How would I be in it? All of these uh, ideas of clarity help to build up what Ernest Holmes called a mental equivalent. It is that vision of my future in its improved state. We also learned one way to build this mental equivalent is through our writing. We can simply write down what it is we wish to achieve, what it is we wish to experience. And we don't have to be great writers, right? It only has to resonate with us and God. It only has to explore that divine connection between your own soul and the divine. And so the words you use are just perfect. They can be bullet points even, but it is a roadmap, if you will, of what it is you're willing to accept in your own life. Then we also talked about doing this in picture form, right? Whether you call it a storyboard or a piece of art, whether you call it a treasure map or a collage, it doesn't really matter. Just cut out pictures that remind you specifically of what you wish to experience or achieve or, or do in the world. And that, too, acts as that mental equivalent to draw to you that expanded nature of what you desire. And then finally, no tools, no magazines, no scissors required. You can also build the mental equivalent just in your own mind through the idea of creative visualization. Just close your eyes and truly picture yourself having that expanded life having your finances in good order, having the peace that you desire or the working conditions you desire. It is through your imagination that you create that mental equivalent and you set the stage for that expanded life to come into your own experience. Well, I'm going to close today with a bit of homework, a quote and a prayer. Last week, I, I asked you to journal a little bit about how different your life would be if you were leading that abundant life. 
I was asking you, in effect, to, to move ahead into this week a little bit and try your skill at journaling. Try your skill at writing down what you would like to achieve, what you would like to experience in life. This week, I'd like to move that either into the visual or mental realm and, and take up one of the, the two ways that we talked about using your imagination to build that mental equivalent. So either sit down with some scissors and magazines and poster board and, and crayons and sharpies and, and develop a, an actual board, an actual picture of yourself in the future the way you'd like to be living your lives. Or if you'd rather, just close your eyes and do that in your own imagination. Either one's fine, but that's your homework for this week. I want to make sure we have practice in creating this idea of a mental equivalent, either through our writing, which we did last week's homework, or this week doing it in visual form, either literally visual on a piece of paper or visual in our own mind. And what I'm guessing is one or, or more of those ways will really resonate with you, really allow you to build that powerful mental equivalent. And when that a mental equivalent is set, Oh my gosh, that is the radiation that is going to bring to you the life of your choosing. Well, let me close with a quote here from Catherine Ponder. She says, don't compromise in your mental images. Imagine what you really want, not just what you think you should have or could have. Pay no attention to your will and reason, which will try to talk you out of your mental pictures. If you feed your imagination half-hearted or lukewarm, that's the kind of results you're going to get. Since they will not be satisfactory, you might have to start all over again. So she's really counseling us to go for the gusto. Imagine the lives that we truly wish to have. She says, you now know that there is no need to fight or force your good to you. Instead, just get busy quietly imagine it in detail as you wish it to be and then declare concerning these images this or something better god thy unlimited good will be done let us pray there is one power one presence one life one force one creative urge, it is only this thing that I call God or spirit. And what I know about it, it is in infinite supply. And it is also part of infinite givingness. It is God's good pleasure to give to itself, to us as centers of spirit. I know that means me. I know that I'm part of the consciousness that is God. I know that the life and the love and the joy and the peace and the abundance of God is also mine, that it is God's pleasure as I accept this good and use this good to create more in the world, to do my part of magnifying the good of other people and returning it to them. And as it is true for me, I know without question that it is true for everyone. Each of us has that ability to create a mental equivalent in our own minds, through our writing, through collage, through our mental imagination. And as we create that mental equivalent, it is a mold to be filled. It is God's good pleasure to rush in, magnify it, and make it so, to return it to us. 
And so this week and the week following, I know we're about creating those positive mental pictures. We're going to leave off our, our negative radiation, right? We're no longer going to be building the mental equivalent of what we don't want. We're going to be positively picturing ourselves living the good life, the comfortable life, the healthy life, the life that's full of love and peace and joy. And as we create that mental equivalent, oh my gosh, the blessings truly abound. And so I'm grateful for this. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.